two wizards. Two wizards? Two wizards. Two wizards. Well, they're about to go into double overtime, so maybe we ought to just get this bad Larry rolling. And I will yell in agony or triumph in whenever it happens. So yeah. Okay, yeah. No, that, that makes sense. That makes sense to me. But um, yeah, well, I guess uh, I guess welcome. Welcome, everybody, to... Oh, okay, here you go. I was about to say the Dingle Podcast, but no, we're not the Dingle Podcast. We're the Two Wizards Podcast. Um, both uh, uh, much-lauded... Um, uh, uh, projects from uh, High Hammock Studios, but uh, yeah, it's good to have you here once more. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I'm a wizard, and I'm watching football as we record, hoping to see it end. So, listeners, I will either be a happy Mark or a sad Mark. You tell me which one it is tonight <laughs> in the comments. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, place your wagers now. How is it going to? How's going to work out? And I, I mean, I think like. The the uh, true devoted listener will probably understand and remember from previous episodes which team you're rooting for, and then by the time this episode comes out, that the conclusion of this game will be known, and then they can kind of go from there. But but hey, play along, don't overthink it. Just well, just, just in case they don't remember, I have a hint. As in, what is in my wizard's right on tonight? Oh, okay, yeah. What is what is in your wizard's right on tonight, Mark? Out of my Green Bay Packers glass. I'm still doing no beer November. Um, I haven't had beer. Well, shit, I haven't had it. It's weird. I've kind of inadvertently been doing a sober November. I had I drank mm. last week when you and I recorded, and then I had a root canal on Monday, and I can't drink on my steroids. Oh, so yeah. I just haven't drank this week, and so now I've got in my Wizard's Riton a uh, scotch and Diet 7-Up, the old standby. So I bet I get hammered tonight, Josh. I'm just going to (laughs) get shitty hammered. And it'll either be in celebration or in defeat, but... Yeah, yeah, truly, uh, what better to mark either of those occasions, outcomes, really? Uh, Well, and it's funny that you mentioned that, too, that that you had, uh, yeah, some kind of procedure that's preventing you from maybe, I don't know if, like, getting flipped necessarily, but, like, yeah, the more regular kind of stuff. Because I also have one of those. I have one of those things where... Oh, yeah? And, like, I, I did some more research on this prescription that I'm taking. And some people say, like, no, stay away from booze. And other people are like, no, it's fine. Like, just don't go crazy. Uh, but I am also on some medication for something. I don't mind. I don't mind sharing this. This is fine. Um, and I I chalk it up. I'm not entirely sure how this happened, but I chalk it up. Uh, doing what wizards sometimes are called to do. I was I, I was fighting some trolls. Um, maybe like some goblins kind of mixed in as well. Mm-hmm. Had a good day battle, got home, took off my boots, kicked my feet up and thought, oh shit, what's that on my foot? Uh, and I have goddamn toenail fungus infection. Oh shit. No idea how that happened. Never, never happened before in my life. It doesn't hurt. It's yeah. just kind of like unsightly. So yeah, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing medicine for that and it's, supposedly kind of does a number on your liver but the doctor didn't say not to drink so here we are uh we live in an age of if the doctor tell if the doctor doesn't tell you to do a thing 
Yeah. Literally every option is on the table for that thing. Yeah. Well, but then here's the other weird thing. Like, for as, like, tricky or as, like, yeah, this some side effects have been, like, liver damage or whatever, whatever, with this prescription. No mention of, like, booze. However, they are, like, like on the bottle, on the paper, everything else is, like, uh, no caffeine. Like, like, don't do caffeine with this. And really? Like ch- and, like, even chocolate, because apparently there's some trace amount of caffeine in chocolate as well. Because they're like, ah, no, caffeine. Nah, don't do it. And so, well, why? Well, it just amplifies the effects. It'll stay in your system longer. And that's a bad thing. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you're going to have, like, super less tofu? Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I don't need to buy more coffee. Like, just the coffee I have in the morning will run. So... I haven't been doing any changes with that. Just my usual two cups of coffee in the morning and all that. All that is to say, long story short, I'm playing it wild. Um, and the Mrs. Wizard uh, in getting getting this week's beverages, um, uh, I think pretty clearly all the grocery stores are like cleaning out their Oktoberfests. Because she got me three different. I have three different types of Oktoberfest here. Oh, uh, wow. Lucky yeah, boy you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're starting off with Columbus Brewing Company's Festbia Oktoberfest style lager. Uh, Ooh, so okay. here we go. Here's Anya, buddy. Cheers, good buddy. Oh, there we go. Wow. It is. Wow. It is 2010 all over again. Holy shit. <laughs> Cuddy Sarkin, Diet 7 Up, man. You sexual oh, bicycle. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. How's yours? Is it any good? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Nothing. Okay. I, I I know I'm saying this um, fully like two months past like Oktoberfest proper, but nah, it's a good beer. It's a good beer. You can drink. You can drink it anytime. <laughs> Fucking have your uh, other ones that you bo- have you bottled your other batch yet? Or oh yeah, yeah. So we we did. We finally bottled that. Actually, I think two weekends ago. So they should be they should be all carved up uh, and ready to go. Maybe I'll have to take a note. I'll take a mental note um, for recording next week to sample one of those, to, to, to bring some of those um, along. So, uh, But yeah, well, hey, as you are watching, double overtime, you were saying? Well, so now it's an overtime. Now they're, they oh, got, now it's an overtime. I guess, yeah, sorry, I misspoke. They had the two minutes on the clock, and now it's the, the uh, ten-minute whatever an overtime quarter is. Gotcha. Yeah, I but, think I don't know. Yeah, overtime. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to well, yell. I'll yell at some point, yeah. and I'll give you a, like, <laughs> I'll give you heads up to, like, pull your earbud out so I don't deafen you. But there was well, one year point. I was working, and, like, it was when I was at City Market. Now, th- this was years ago when Packers were, like, good and in the playoffs consistently. Mm-hmm. And um, they were in their playoff game right before the Super Bowl. It was, like, one game before the Super Bowl game. Um, and I just was not doing my job. Like I could look into the break room and I could see into the break room and see the people's reaction was watching this game. And finally my supervisor goes, Mark, go watch the goddamn game. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Just go watch it because you're not helping me at all. Oh boy. Thanks. So I stood back there and watched for like 10 minutes. They won. I grabbed this little dude next to me and just like gave him like a victory hug and mm. popped every vertebra in his body. <laughs> and <laughs> But goddamn it, the Packers won, and I, I got a feeling, Josh. I'm feeling good about it tonight, buddy. Feeling good? Well, great. That's great. That's wonderful. 
Uh, well, and it also will help because this is an episode that I'm that I'm sort of steering. I'm, I'm taking point on, um, and I and I think it's it, it, it's something that we've been thinking about wanting wanting to do for a while, uh, and also kind of kind of seasonal, kind of timely, um, mm-hmm. because not only did uh, the Mrs. Wizard go get a uh, a plethora of Oktoberfest beers. Um, we also bought our turkey for Thanksgiving today. Woo! So awesome. It's sitting in, in the freezer. Um, and yeah. And so we were thinking, what better way? Because, you know, like we're starting to make our preparations. We're like talking through, oh, okay, what do you want the menu to be? What sort of sides do we want? Um, she asked Josh, what, what kind of pie, uh, should, should, should we get? And I said, yes. <laughs> good answer. Goddamn good yeah, answer. Exactly. Yeah. All, all the pies. She's like, well, well, which kind? Yes, precisely. Um, so <laughs> because we're starting to do that, maybe some inspiration might strike. Maybe listeners, you're tired of Turkey. Maybe you're hung over on ham already. <laughs> Maybe maybe you're wanting to like do a different thing for Thanksgiving this year. And in that case, well, this episode might give you some ideas. Uh, and we are talking like, yeah, ancient world food network. We're talking about food and cooking and cookery uh, in the classical era. Woo-woo! Which, and I alluded to this before we started recording, and I'll say it right now on the record. Um, Mark, I, I, I get the in- distinct impression that this is going to be like ancient medicine version 2.0, um, <laughs> both because there's a lot of crossover. It's like, ah, oh, your tum tum hurts. Eat this thing. Um, and also because man, did I kick open a cornucopia here? Uh, there's just such, oh man, there's so many cool things. And I was really torn. I was like, oh, oh, I could bring in some like pre-Columbian Mesoamerican stuff. I could talk about like India and China and Japan, do that stuff. But I, I did, I had to just really streamline and, and bracket myself uh, to basically Roman Greece. Because um, there's just so okay. many neat things out there. There's so many neat things out there. And maybe we'll come back and do additional uh, follow-up episodes on, on some of those topics. But Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd be super down for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and, and so before... As 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 is my kind of tendency, um, like I for for my money there was the big yeah like Food Network like explosion in popularity, yeah like early two thousands mid two thousands something like that right yeah I want to say like early to mid maybe I remember like Rachel so yeah, like, Ray going yeah, okay. nuts like two thousand three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was going to be my sort of like icebreaker lead-in softball. Did you get on the Food Network hype train when it first came out? Because for us, that was like last couple years of high school, first couple years of college. Um, And like I remember as a college kid, uh, just, yeah, watching the bejesus out of Food Network between classes or whatever. But did that hit you at all? Yeah, um, a big one for me was Good Eats. I still love oh, yeah. Elton Brown. Holy shit, yeah. yeah. Um, I watched him all through high school. Like, it was a big, it wasn't a big deal, but me and my mom used to watch him all the time. And, like, 
I like cooking shows anyway. I like to cook. Listeners, yeah. you know that. Listen to mm-hmm. any one of our episodes where we talk about food for like, what, eight hours, I think? <laughs> Combined total time at this point. Well, um, and and follow Mark on Twitter at Marky Stardust because uh, not infrequently you'll post pictures of what you're what you're cooking and uh, and putting together. So, so yeah, man. yeah, this is also true. I made pumpkin muffins and bread today. So yeah, there you go. Look at you go, man. God, yeah, damn. that's awesome. <laughs> they didn't come out. They didn't come out good. I think my oven's like oh, okay. fucked up. I think ah. the temperature on my oven's a little fucked up, so like, yeah. they they're just a little more brown than I wanted them to be. They taste passable, mm. but it's yeah. also the first batch I've made all season. Like, talk See, to me is. tomorrow, and maybe I do a little bit better. But you know, like, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We in my family, like, I think again, go listen to the like seventeen hours that we've already recorded on food. Um, <laughs> But yeah, my whole family is, has like a food schema. Um, and yeah, definitely love to cook and I'm interested in cooking and doing different things like that. And yeah, I think so in, in addition to the ones that you were saying, definitely good eats. Um, not the Rachel Ray stuff because I wasn't a wine aunt. Um, I, yeah, I don't like Rachel Ray. All she yeah, does is like Rachel shitty Ray. chicken. I <laughs> hate I'm that sure bitch. I'm sure she's a nice lady. I'm sure she's a nice oh, lady. Oh yeah, I'm sure Rachel she's fine. Ray. I just, yeah. Um, um <laughs> But then the there's that ones, one, and it was what is it? Almost homemade. Oh my god, you with Sandra talk? D. God, fucking, I hated that bitch, and she's yeah, just like so all she would do is get a fucking shit house. It's like, bitch, you fucking dumped ragu on pasta. You didn't fucking cook anything. What's wrong with like, fuck yeah, you? Or, or like, like, yeah, I hated her, but yeah, she or, would like just drink. Like that was yeah, her well, finishing segment. Was this is how you get hammered? Like, yeah, I don't. Well, and, so. Uh, I mean, I would still watch that show if it was a show of like just someone getting plastered and still trying to cook. I, yes, sign me up. But th- even worse than that is her quote unquote cooking would be like, oh, I bought these cupcakes from the store and I'm yeah. going to like arrange them around a bigger cake that I also bought from the store. It's like, oh, you're just buying other people's like cookery and just like stacking it on top of each other. Fuck you. <laughs> here's here's what I like to do for a fun, uh, cool summer treat. I I buy popsicles and I place them next to a watermelon that I cut in half. It's like you bitch. You didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> for a fun breakfast for the kids, I put yeah. Fruit Loops and milk in a bowl. You can eat them too, parents. Yeah, wink, you can. Wink. Yeah. So, so, okay. So, yes. Also, yeah, fuck that bitch. Um, fuck that bitch. I know but, that but you also, and I have a similar love in Giada de Laurentiis. Oh my god. Everyday Italian. Oh my dude. Oh. Oh. How many? How many? And I don't even want to talk about it because it even kind of gets weird to talk about. How many times were, yeah. was it? You and me and at least three of the however many numbered track house members. Just sitting there drinking beer, watching Giada De Laurentiis cook her ass off, and like, <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh man, that chicken looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. need to be using more basil. Holy shit. Yeah. So also, yeah. I'm glad that you brought her up so that I didn't have to. But I will tell this story, listeners. You you have to trust me. You just you just have to take my word as a wizard. That when I say a friend of mine, I truly mean a friend of mine and not myself. Um, <laughs> you have to believe me on this. Uh, but one of my track teammates, a friend of mine, um, he and his brother, they were both on, on the track team. And you may say, well, Josh, you and your brother are on the track team. I promise this wasn't me. This wasn't Jake. 
These were these were another. This was another set of brothers that we knew that were also on the track team. Um. Anyway, uh, one of the brothers finished track practice, finished school, whatever, went back to the house that they were renting, walked in, uh, and the other brother, the younger brother, is watching Everyday it- Italian with Giada De Laurentiis just jacking off. <laughs> oh no! And the, and the brother who walked in is like, dude, what are you doing? And, and, then, the, and then the guy jacking off is like, oh, hey, bro. <laughs> what? So you have to believe that was not me. That was not Jake. It was not that <laughs> pair of brothers on the track team. It was a different set of brothers on the track team. <laughs> it was a different one. It was a different set. There were. You could look it up. Um, I anyway. remember that story. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh man, that was and and he'll own up to it. It's like, yeah, it's Giada De Laurentiis. I don't know. I was bored <laughs> and hungry and horny, so that's that's what I did. <laughs> You're literally like taking off your fucking like what is it, Mendel's hierarchy? Like shit. Yeah. Uh, You're just crushing it, man. Maslow's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hitting like three tiers at once with that. So. <laughs> um, but yes, also, so right. Not only good eats. And everyday it, it Italian. Uh, the other big one for me was Iron Chef. Um, Iron Chef is good. Yeah, Iron Chef was awesome. And then, and then eventually, I think Chopped came out a little later. And then, holy cow, dude! Ooh, Chopped is so good. And, and I, I, I've talked about that before too. So okay, so yes, it's with that kind of mindset that, and again, just um, uh, just a little, just a little taste, just a little. Uh, uh, serving of tapas, just a little uh, schmecken of what cooking and food was like in the classical world. Uh, so as I get started here, taking a page out of your book, Mark, uh, here here are some of the sources that I'm going to be using. Uh, the first is "Food and Society in Classical Antiquity" by Peter Garnsey. Uh, next is the Classical Cookbook by Andrew Dalby and Sally Granger. Uh, and I'm also happy to report that um, I, I kind of have some, I, I maybe won't be diving too much in, into these, but I even have some like uh, primary sources uh, that we can we can kind of get into. Uh, so the first one is actually Plato's Symposium, uh, okay. which we think composed circa 385 to 370 BCE. Um, next is Athenaeus's Deipnosophistai, uh, translated variously as like the, the learned banqueters or the wise f- feast feasters, the wise people feasting. Um, and that's early 200s CE, Common Era. Okay. Uh, and then the last one is uh, Apicius, also known as De Re Culinaria, or De Re Coquinaria, uh, which is one of the oldest uh, Roman cookbooks that we have. And that is, that is uh, so yeah, De Re Culinaria, or De Re Coquinaria, translates to on the subject of cooking or about the thing of cooking. Um, and that's okay. like fifth century, so like 400s 
um, CE. Um, so, so, so yeah, so because we are, oh, and then also I'm going to be referencing this uh, several times. There's a great YouTube channel that I've watched a handful of this guy's videos, does great content, great work. Uh, and I'll reference several of these videos, uh, but the channel is called Tasting History with Max Miller. Um, oh yeah, I like him a lot. I watch him yeah. frequently. Yeah, yeah, he's kind of a dork, but he honestly he like if there was anybody who could be a third wizard in our like weird like oh god wizards tower, I think this that dude would, like be right. Yeah, I, I, of course oh, that yeah. you and I both like him. Like yeah, absolutely. Right, right, right. But and, he's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's he, he's super cool, and he does I think what so many of us wish we could do. Like not only does he do these like informative videos, but he, that he does he like will either find the recipe. Or kind of cobble it together and then make it and then uh, taste it right there, and then say, you know, this is this is pretty good. Or like, this is horrible. Don't ever try this unless you really want to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tasting his well, and he'll he'll do a range of stuff. He'll he'll do the classical world. He'll do mid- medieval stuff. He'll do early modern um, recipes from all across the globe. Tasting history with Max Miller. After you. Uh, like and subscribe to Two Wizards Podcast. Go like and subscribe uh, Max Miller's YouTube channel, Tasting History. I bet we add him when we drop this one. I also have a quick update. Number one, at 51 years old, Giada De Laurentiis looks amazing, as per Reddit. And number two, (laughs) fucking Packers won, baby. 31-28. They got the field goal. Ooh, get fucked. Dallas Cowboys, eat a dick. Go, Pat, go drink. Ooh. (laughs) Man, there fucking is. two years in, and that was the first time I've like watched football during a recording, and <laughs> I don't regret doing it. <laughs> I don't regret it. I hashtag no regrets. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Um, fucking a. All right. Anyway, let's talk about let's talk about Ancient Food Network. Um, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. So, um, let, let's see here. Uh, we have so basically. Because we're in the Mediterranean, right? Like Southern Europe, Italy, and, and Greece. Um, it's not exactly... Well, I mean, now we kind of think of it as the Mediterranean diet. Um, okay. And sure, while there have been some additions, right? Like in a globalized world economy with uh, 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 international trade and the logistics of like transnational shipping... Yeah, you can get a whole bunch of different things. But basically, in the classical world, like, you ate what you grew. Um, you right. were like... Yeah. Yeah, like, like, like 80% of people were, like, sustenance farmers. Like, you just, you just farmed because you, ha- you had to. There wasn't a store. There was a grocery store. It was just like, okay, after work, I'll pop in and pick up this thing. It's like, no, you had to gr- eat what you grew, and so you grow what you eat. Um and in the Mediterranean climate, you know, it's it's very lovely, uh, having spent a little under a week there. Uh, but just, again, like I mentioned, like crying and eating olives and figs the entire time because uh, the food there was so goddamn good. Holy shit. <laughs> um, but but in the classical world, at least, we're, 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 we're looking at what a lot of, yeah, kind of like food scholars talk about are, are like the Mediterranean triad. So like three... You're like three basic food groups. Um, and Mark, to put you ever so slightly on the spot, do you have any guesses as to what the Mediterranean triad consisted of? 
Olives, Uzo, and Suzuki. <laughs> well, you got one of them. <laughs> you got one of them for sure. Yeah, but which one? <laughs> well, or maybe like one and a half, one and a third, one and a half that I can give to you. Um, so, um, no, really, like, so it'd be like what, like olives? I'm, yep. I'm assuming like we're using grapes, like as like we use every part of the buffalo, because like. Uh-huh, you make like, grapes with wine, and you make, like, mm-hmm. sauces with the grapes with the sauces from the wine. Mm-hmm. And you make dolmas out of the leaves, and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um, garlic? Good. I don't know. Garlic is goddamn Ooh. huge. I'm pretty sure, like, Greek blood type is garlic. <laughs> that is pretty good. That, that is pretty good. Um, we So you got up to two out, out of three, and, and I think you're overthinking it a bit. Okay, uh, okay. What is, what is the basic food stuff? What is, like, the everyday... So definitely got olives, definitely got vines, grapes, and then just like um, are you doing like pita bread? Well, yeah, and even more basically like like, like grain, grain. Oh, just grain. C- okay, C- okay, C- okay, okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. cereals. Cereal. Okay, yeah. Okay. So so yeah, that is that is the Mediterranean triad, and yeah, so cereals, grains, um, vines, grapes, wine, and olives, both. Because of course olives, and so boom, that's there. It is that is even before the Mediterranean diet. There was the Mediterranean triad, um, <laughs> and then maybe there there are some there, there are some that are arguing that the, there, that we can maybe expand that out to a quad quad um, and include um, things like legumes, uh, beans, uh, peas, kind of a thing. So maybe like. Triad and uh, half, something like that, or like uh, stuff that you like the beans that you like mix up into a paste, and then you get the mini toasts for. You know what yeah, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Hummus. <laughs> Hummus. <laughs> um, and so right, so we have uh, when we're talking about cereal and grains, uh, the in, in the Greek pantheon there was a specific goddess devoted to. I mean, all, all of Earth's bounty, but specifically with grains, that goddess being? Uh, Demeter, right? Yeah. Demeter? Yeah, Demeter, yeah. Demeter. So let's say close enough. One, one of those two. Uh, and so, yeah, so we're talking primarily wheat and barley. Wheat is typically like the like fancier, more for like bread specifically. Uh Mm-hmm. Barley is the more it's the more weather resistant. It's the more disease resistant. It's the hardier, coarser, uh, tougher kind of grain. And you can do bread with that, but primarily like porridge um, and kind of flat flat cakes and stuff. Um, but there's the, the, there were other grains in in this region. Uh, durum, which is where, um, like in Italy, that's that's the type of uh, grain that they use to make uh, uh, pasta dough, the semolina. Durham. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there's also emmer, einkorn, oats, and rye. And yeah, whereas in Mesopotamia, in Egypt, all those grains would be used for making beer. And we've talked about beer on our homebrewing episode. Go check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, here here it's it's for bread. Um, it's for little kind of like flat cake, fry, fry bread almost. Uh, um, and then porridge, right? You make your bowl of... Um. Yeah, instead of Quaker oats, it'd be Demeter barley <laughs> in the morning. Um, yeah, get 
you get something like that. Um, and so uh, there is specific. So this is a video uh, on tasting history with Max Miller, um, where he makes teagani tastes, which are like little pancakes, which are like little pancakes. Okay. Um, and so right, you like you like mash it up. You sort of make a like it's not exactly like a flour that's used to make bread, but basically, so you just kind of mash it up, um, add some oil, a little water. Um, maybe a pinch of salt, uh, you heat up some olive oil on your cooking, cooking device. Um, and then boom, you make little, make little, uh, uh, pancakes there. Okay. Oh, I, I, I guess here's another source that I forgot to mention and we'll kind of, I don't know, be coming back and forth to him. Um, y- uh, we've mentioned him before again on our ancient medicine episode. Uh, but Galen had an entire an entire series and this is where i said it also kind of ties over because you know like food and diet and hygiene right what you ate was very important so of course galen's going to write and he has a whole collection of writings um and several uh uh, chapters or books within these are on the properties of food that's what they're called um and so now uh, i'm quoting galen on the properties of food uh 1.3 as translated and seen uh, on the British Museum's website, Cook a Classical Feast, Nine Recipes from Ancient Greece and Rome. So you may have stolen the Parthenon marbles, but at least you're giving us this recipe for teganites. But here's Galen on how to make these little kind of pancake fry bread things. Okay. Let us find time to speak of other cakes, the ones made with wheat flour. Teganitai, as we call them, are made simply with oil. The oil is put in a frying pan resting on a smokeless fire, and when it has heated, the wheat flour mixed with plenty of water is poured on. Rapidly as it fries in the oil, it sets and thickens like fresh cheese sitting in the baskets. At this point, the cook turns it, putting the visible side under, next to the pan, and bringing the sufficiently fried side, which was underneath at first, up on top. (laughs) My God, he flipped it. It was fucking wild. You'll never believe it. (laughs) And when the underneath is set, they turn it again two or maybe three times till they think it is all equally cooked. Some mix it with honey and others again with sea salt. And I fucking love this. This I'm more so... bothered putting honey and sea salt on pancakes. That's fucked up. I mean, but when I do my pancake recipe, um, yeah, like I'll I'll like sprinkle like a little honey, uh, or and, well, maybe sometimes honey uh, in, instead of sugar, but like salt in there. So, I mean, a tiny bit, but like he's talking about like they're garnishing it with salt, right? Like you get the cake done and then like you put some honey and which I guess the salty and the sweet would work together. So, you know Mm -hmm. what? Fuck me. Never mind. I rescind my, my hatreds. Yeah. But I also just love, and this is reminding me to, uh, talking about the philogelos, the like ancient joke book, like these goddamn Greeks, these goddamn Greeks and their brilliant minds. Like no one has described how to like flip a pancake before or like what that process is like. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And so, and so I'm thinking of, uh, and this would happen all all the time in like, like an English class when you, uh, 
like do this, this demonstration for, for the kids. You like get a loaf of bread, you get a jar of peanut butter, jar of jelly and a knife. And you're like, okay, tell, like, give me the instructions to make a peanut butter jelly sandwich. And then the kids are like, well, first you put the peanut butter on the bread. And so you just take the loaf and put the jar on top of it. <laughs> like, is it is this right? And I fucking love this. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> as soon as it's done and kind of like kind of like firmed up a bit, you take the side that you can see, right? And you and you put it because it, it's on top at first, and then you flip it so that what was underneath is now on top, and what was on top is underneath. And there was like, oh shit, yeah. That makes. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's great. just yeah. like here. Here are these people like like not only figuring this out for the first time, but like how how do I communicate this so it's like super clear? Because let me tell you, we just had our um, classical literature students turn in their second essays, and they did their midterms Uh-oh. not too Uh-oh. long ago. And it's like, you would think college kids could read and comprehend and follow directions written on a piece of paper. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) So here's my boy Galen. Like, just just to be clear, the visible side, what you could see, you shouldn't be able to see that anymore. And the side that was underneath, the side that you couldn't see, now you can see that. (laughs) But like, okay, so... Um, like, you know, standard pancake operating procedure. Once all mm-hmm. the bubbles on the one side have popped, time to flip, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not talking about pancakes specifically. I'm just using pancakes right. as like a, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's our, that's our closest approximation. Yeah. Of, yeah. 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 yeah or, or, yeah. Cause like, I don't know how to make tortillas. So, but mm-hmm. like, so the first dude to go like now, when all those bubbles go away, if I flip this thing over, it tastes a lot better. Like somebody right. had, there had to be the first dude to take his little nasty, salty, honey pancake and like flip it after all the bubbles popped. And he's like, Oh, that was their Eureka moment. And he ran screaming out of his little yeah. Roman kitchen, butt ass naked in the street. Cause he was <laughs> drunk cooking. I don't, well, and- I don't, but you know what I mean? Like there yeah. had to be that moment, man. You know, people will talk about, like, if I had my time machine, i go back in time and kill Hitler and all this shit. And be like, okay, cool. Or take me to the first of, like, human food. I want to see the dude eat the first pancake. Yeah. I want to see the first guy, like, yeah. open a chicken egg and, like, throw it into the pan and be like, oh. Oh, wait. This oh, this is... makes it hard. Oh, this is a... Th- you know what I mean? Like, I want to see right. that shit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The first caveman that saw a, a wild buffalo get shot, uh, hit with a bolt of lightning and, mm-hmm. like... Hey, Thag, is this fucked up or does that thing smell really good? No, don't do it. No, I'm going to do it. And he like cuts off like a bit of like backstrap. And he's, oh, oh, this is what we're like. You know what I mean? Like those moments right. that would have been so great. Yeah. Well, and, and, and then at the same time too, right? Like, oh, well, if, if I cook it, it tastes better. So if I cook it even longer, then it must taste even better. And then it's like, oh, wait, what is this like burnt? It's burnt. This smells awful and it tastes awful. So it's like, oh, no way. You can't, you got to like only cook it like a certain amount. You can't undercook it, but then you can't overcook it. And again, just like, ah, so goddamn cool. I just, I just love it. Which also kind of speaking of like cookware. 
so he mentions like a smokeless fire and, and like little frying pan. Um, you can just you can just type this into your um, uh, search engine of choice, but um, look up um, yeah like twenty five hundred year old Greek like stove. Um, okay. And and you should see this. Th- this thing is made out of like terracotta, so it's like a it's like it's like a vase. Like a piece of pottery. And this thing is ingenious. This thing is so goddamn cool. It's like... It's like, I guess, like part like pot belly stove and then like with a little bit of like a Dutch oven kind of look to oh, it. Oh, wow. But it, so, so, okay, so so you're seeing it. There, there's like a central part where you like keep your yeah. fire. And then yeah. there's like three separate kind of chimneys going up. And you can put pots With the three on top pots of those. sitting on top, yeah, and the and little the, grate in the middle, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and and there's like a little grate or like grill in the middle. What's like how goddamn? God damn, look at that! How cool is that? How goddamn they fucking cool hit is it, that? dude! They have a multi-range burner. Fuck me, like yeah, that's right. amazing. Yeah, right, 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 right. And so, wow. So, so yeah. Hey, look what's going up on the goddamn Instagram when I post this <laughs> episode. Right, and and you can find other ones. Um, there, there's another one that's like a little, like, uh, uh, taller and skinnier that just looks to have like kind of one big Dutch oven sort of pot on it. Um, so this is also, again, was it just like roasting things over an open fire? Undoubtedly. Sure. Um, but, but this is, man, like a college kid would be so lucky to have a setup like this in their dorm room, you know? (laughs) Like, yeah, like you, you feel awesome getting like a, like a, a single burner, like hot plate in there or like a George Foreman, Little George Foreman. Yeah. Just like roll up with one of those guys and like, you'll be the king of like sea wing. (laughs) All right, everybody, let's go over to, to Jack's place. He's making (laughs) teraganites. So yeah, so so okay, that's cool. It's super cool. That's super cool. Oh, okay, and so right. So that's one. That's that's one of. And there were also just like bread. There, there was there's bread as we would kind of think of it too, like with some sort of leavener, so it would rise. Like be it kind of wild yeast or be it um, I don't know, like uh, uh, yeah, some other like kind of chemical reaction. But there's that, and then like yeah. porridge, porridge, um, uh, vines. Yes, of course, for wine. And wine was the drink of choice um, uh-huh. for, for the Greeks and the Romans. It was always diluted. At its strongest, it would be one part wine to one part water. So equal parts. But typically, we think maybe more like one to three or one to four. Like slightly happier grape juice. Um, but then also like water <laughs> okay. down. Okay. Um, uh, and so, yeah. And so, and so even though wine was was a uh, uh, drunk everywhere. Um, it wasn't necessarily produced everywhere because, you know, grapevines can be kind of fickle. Um, right. Uh, but again, it just so happens that a lot of the places in the Mediterranean, uh, on Greece, in Italy, and even so far west as like, to us, like modern day France and even like Spain. Um, yeah, like that's where, and I think it was in the home brewing episode, I mentioned that. like, Snooty goddamn French people. And they're like, ah, the French wine is the superior 
say thank you greeks um because it was them <laughs> having their colonies having their uh, arapoikia all over the mediterranean that that's why bordeaux is a thing today so neener neener um <laughs> I mean, you ain't got to tell me, buddy. I, I know, I know, I know. But just, just in case, just in case people are just, joining in for the first time. Um, hey, uh, man, but French people are cool. No, no, they're not. No. <laughs> Hashtag Greek people did it. Yeah, truly, truly. And then the last of the triad, uh, yes, olives, of course. And not, not only the fruit itself, um, but also to make olive oil, which had its culinary uses of course but also you know like that's what you used to like sort of like shampoo slash moisturize um Mm -hmm. could add perfume in there and get all prettied up um but but yeah right like olive oil everywhere and and yeah man like it was like like i know that's the stereotype or or the joke like ah the greeks and their olives or the greeks and their olive oil like the not quite a week when I was visiting there this summer. Oh baby, just there was there's olive oil for days. Um, <laughs> staying staying in, in the hotels um, instead of like the little crappy like Dove complimentary uh, bar of soap. It was like olive oil soap. Uh, oh, and my wow. skin. It was it was it was it was like I'm pretty sure. Uh, in my like bathroom, there was like hot water tap, cold water tap, cold press olive oil tap. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I I believe you. Yeah, it gotta be right. Like, <laughs> like I mentioned, right? Like I mentioned, there, we, we we have a hotel here in Columbus that's attached to a brewery that has taps in each of the rooms. Um, man, if that if, if if no one has already done that in Greece, like that's a that's a million dollar <laughs> idea right there. <laughs> Just all the bread and like, um, well, and, and and right, and I even talked about hiking around Delphi. I was like, is that an olive tree? I'm pretty sure that's an olive tree. I'm gonna eat one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah! And you're goddamn right, I did. And, it, and that it tasted good or not is beside the point. The fact is, I ate a Greek olive fresh off the vine, and only got a little bit of a tummy ache. <laughs> <laughs> only a tiny bit. Only a tiny bit of something. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, and so, and, and, all right. And then also, right, the like fourth, maybe this one should be included as well. All these legumes or, or pulses, um, things, yeah, like lentils, peas, chickpeas, uh, fava beans. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which, because, right. And like, and, it, and isn't that also still like a pretty solid diet right there you know like you get your complex carbs from your grains you get your proteins from these like beans and stuff you get your healthy oils from um the olives yeah and then yeah like some like vitamins and stuff from the wine uh so yeah i mean hell yeah dude fucking a like what else do you need yeah like yeah uh and so and so but but of course there were other foodstuffs, right? Like there were things like cabbage and onions and figs. Um, uh, more kind of in the eastern Mediterranean are are these quince trees, which in a quince is kind of like like a like an apple pear, I guess. Yeah, it's like of. a gay apple. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's yeah, it is the um, it is the so it's like 
uh, Athena's like 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 token tree is the olive tree, right? Because it's so versatile okay. and all of that. Um, Aphrodite's token tree is the quince tree because it's a gay apple. Okay. <laughs> um, I think I I feel like I knew that because wasn't that a thing she like gave the quince to somebody and it did uh, or something? I don't know. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah, Never there's mind. there's a whole bunch. Right, there's a whole bunch of poems that. Yeah, say, say say that that's her thing, and that maybe the, um, maybe like the golden apples, right? Like the the the, the golden apples show up in a bunch of different myths. Those are like quinces mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then also, Mark, you may be thinking because I am. Hey, Josh, this is neat. This is neat and all, super cool. Uh, but goddamn it, what about some meat? You know, like uh uh, uh hey, Josh, this is cool and all, but like uh. What about some goddamn meat, man? Yeah, what about some meat? You know, because I'm pretty sure... I, I just reread the Odyssey for the, I don't know, sixth or seventh time. And Telemachus and Odysseus, like, everywhere they go, there's like, oh, hey, uh, Nestor, how's it hanging in Pelos? Oh, hey, a big feast where we slaughter a hundred cows? Uh, oh, f- oh, fantastic. Oh, oh, hey, now we're in Sparta and Menelaus and there's Helen. Wait, another feast? More cows? Oh, my God. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't have, really. Um, and so, yeah, at least in the classical world, um, yeah, a meat being served at that scale was definitely not a thing. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. And, and it's because, right, it's because in, like, the Iliad and the Odyssey... Because these are like demigods, these like he- heroes of like incredible strength and like cunning and speed and all that. Yeah, they're going to eat ridiculous things, um, which for them meant like just meat all the time um, <laughs> and like lots and lots of wine. Yeah, right. Like, but but like that's the point. Like the hero always has an appetite too, you know? Yes. Yeah. Well, and... Uh, yeah, well, and Heracles, uh, one of his kind of uh, characteristics that we see is he's, yeah, he's always eating. If he's not eating or fighting or fornicating, um, yeah, that's that's just what he does. He, he just he just eats and eats and eats. Uh, well, and then same for like, right, like Milo of Croton. Milo, uh, yeah, I was going to say Milo Croton ate the whole goddamn calf after he walked around the arena with it. Yeah, like, <laughs> right, right. So it is. That, yeah. That there's an idea of like, if you're a big, strong, buff, heroic dude, um, yeah, then yeah, you like eat like crazy. Which, again, now we get to see that kind of in real life with people like um, Half Thor Bjornsson and um, yeah. some of like the world's strongest men dudes. So yeah, they eat ungodly amounts. Um, that is my favorite part of like strongman documentaries oh, is God, when they yeah. like the obligatory walk through the grocery store, be ogled at by the common folk because you're a literal fucking giant yeah. buying cattle sizes of meat yeah, and like, then checking it all out. And then like, oh yeah, this is a chicken. This chicken will feed me full to die. And like <laughs> yeah. that chicken's me breakfast chicken. This yeah, chicken's no, me say, lunch chicken. It's going to say that's, that's just breakfast chicken. Um <laughs> This is We've me had breakfast one, yes. bacon. Oh yeah, two pounds of bacon. That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's this. That's for this morning. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> right. And so right. And so while that wasn't a usual part of the diet, um, the, the, 
meat and specifically like beef did appear um, specifically at, at like feast days or like festivals because the Greeks also, like many people, they love their festivals, they love their feasts. So uh, yeah, things like the city Dionysia, uh, things like the Panathenaic festival, um, which was which was again the sort of like Fourth of July and Christmas kind of like wrapped up into and the Olympics, I guess, kind of like wrapped up into one kind of week long festival, the Panathenaic um, festival. Yeah, some estimates say that, um, yeah, maybe that's when you would see like a hundred or so cows slaughtered and butchered and prepared. And then, <laughs> and then everybody, then everybody gets a piece of that. Um, yeah. Uh, there was one that maybe in a year, um, you might see somewhere between like a thousand. Oh yeah. Here, here we go. Um, so yeah, so this is, uh, from, um, uh, Food and Society in Classical Antiquity by Peter Garnsey. Um, he says that the feasts put on by the Athenian polis for its citizens under the radical democracy were immense in scale as befitted a democracy that was also a rich empire. Because at this time, right, like Athens had repelled the Persians. They start their kind of empire. They're essentially like extorting all the other city-states. Like, hey, we have a badass navy. We saved you from the Persians. Pay up. Uh, and so, yeah, they got to have these like big uh, feasts and things. Um, and okay. so um, in 410-49 uh, uh, BCE, when Athens was losing the war against Sparta, uh, 5,114 drachmas, perhaps a day's wages for the same number of men, was spent on 100 cows for the great Panathenaic festival. Uh, wow. So. Okay. Yeah, the the day's wages for five thousand people. Um, God damn, spent on a uh, uh, hundred cows. Um, and this is slightly. This is more in like the, uh, yeah, like very late, almost getting into the Hellenistic era. Um, the number of cattle sacrificed in the year three thirty four to three thirty three was between fourteen hundred and seventeen hundred. Oh my God! Okay, so so in one year that would be what, like five a day, roughly? Is that about right? Yeah, fucking a. Okay, five times five. Yeah, yeah, maybe like four to five a day, on average. Um, and so right, that's like at the very end of like, oh hey, Alexander the Great's kicking ass. Uh, burgers for everybody. <laughs> But then you th- you think about that too, though. Like, man, you want to talk about a way to like bring a community together. It was essentially, yeah, like a big block party. That, uh, yeah, you just you just pay you 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 gather all all this money, or like you take all this money from somewhere else, and you, yeah, you just have a big like, hey, Athens is awesome festival, and you feed everybody. Just have a giant barbecue. Um. <laughs> Fucking a. <laughs> and so. So, so yeah, the, the meat was there, but it was uh, it was only on like very special uh, occasions. Um, and you would also think, well, wait, they're in the Mediterranean. Surely they had seafood, and yeah, they did. They had seafood. So, so seafood was a little. And I guess there are also things like goats and like sheep. Um, 
too, but like seafood seemed to be a little more common. Um, but there was a real kind of like class divide um, where like if you were like the upper class, you you ate better. And if you're the, you're the lower class, you ate uh, worse. And specifically, I guess seafood was a big dividing line. Um, <laughs> uh, so in Athenaeus's, uh, yeah, Deipnosophist, the 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 learned dinner party, the 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 wise banqueters, um, he has a little section on <clears throat> on like some of the seafood that, that you might find at one of these. Well, and this is at a symposium. So like kind of like a personal in, invite some friends over um, for a for a party kind of thing. Not not like a big state banquet. Um, but Athenaeus Deipnosophists, um, this is what, one book one, chapter six, I think. Okay. Uh, and, and so the guy's name is Laurentius, uh, who's hosting this dinner party. Um and it goes, many such men then as these, he says, were present at Laurentius's supper, bringing books out of their bags as their contribution to the picnic. Nerds! Uh, <laughs> Nerd! And he says also that uh, Charmus, having something ready for everyone that was served up, uh, as had already uh, said, appeared to the Messenians to be a most accomplished man. And it also Caliphanes, who was called the son of Parabricon, who having copied out the beginnings of many poems and other writings, recalled three or four stanzas uh, of each, aiming at a reputation for extensive learning. And here's where it gets important for us. Uh, and many other men had in their mouths turbots caught in the Sicilian Sea. And a turbot, you might be wondering, uh, it's kind of like a flounder. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the little, yeah, the littler ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, these guys are eating. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 some of these guys are eating these little like flounder flatfish things, uh, 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 caught in the Sicilian Sea and swimming eels and the trail of the tunny fish of Pecanum and uh, kids from Melos. I don't think cannibals though. <laughs> I don't think they're being cannibals though. Uh, and mullets from uh, Smithe or Smethus and of dishes of less repute. There were cockles from per, from Pel, Pelorum, anchovies from Lapara, turnips from Mantinea, uh, rape from Thebes. Not that, though. <laughs> Goddamn, Thebes, you're coming in kind of hot there. Yeah, right. not, uh, not, not that. What did you bring here. to the potluck? Uh, no, not that. That is a... Um, uh, uh, that's like the, like, um, uh, it's, a, it's a monkfish. A monkfish. Oh, okay, okay. So definitely not violent sexual assault, but a monkfish. <laughs> Special victims kitchen. <laughs> Seafood victims unit. Um, Go ahead and open your basket, chef. Your special harassment this week is getting cat called <laughs> by the construction workers. Oh shit! I'm from New York, yo. I get cat called every day. <laughs> Um, and then finally, lest we forget, beetroot from the Ascrians. So okay, okay. a whole bunch of different kind of fish. Are, but but he even goes on to say, and like, and then here's this, you know, uh, look at all of these things that people bought from Trader Joe's and uh, Whole Foods and um, 
And then out of like the Walmart discount section, here's here's some anchovies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking Sandra D almost homemade. Oh yeah, here's some here's some anchovies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah here they are. I got the I caught these. No, you didn't. Yeah. Yes, I did. Fuck yeah, yeah. Well, and I also love this too. Um, jumping back to um, uh, uh, food and society in classical antiquity, um, another surprisingly good source for like, yeah, like what is like everyday life or, or, or like the like food and specifically since we're talking about food for like everyday, okay. um, a, a good source for information about that is actually Greek comedy. Um, okay. Because, again, they just, like, it is. It, it's, like, everyday people in extraordinary situations. And um, so uh, there's, yeah, in um, in this book, um, th- so, see, so yeah, like, any sort of, like, salt fish. I, I guess if you, like, catch, like, so, some, some things are, like, high society, whatever. But, like, yeah, things like anchovies, salt fish, little kind of things. Um, that's, like, a... That's a huge like no no, and so apparently okay. there is, uh, there is a play titled Beggars, by a playwright who's lost to us, Kionides. Uh, which again, this is what I'm writing my dissertation about. So of course I'm like fragmentary comedy, um, <laughs> but there's a line from this lost play where one character says to another. My God, would you even eat saltfish? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so saltfish equals ancient Greek Arby's. Okay, okay, that's, I'm yeah, in. that's basically I'm down. it. Yeah, that's basically yeah. it. Um, oops. Uh, and then um, there's another old comedian, uh, Ferocrates, who was who was like really really good. He he was highly respected. He and Aristophanes were kind of rivals um and he has a comedy called uh deserters as in like people who desert the army um and here's some dialogue from that quote meanwhile our wives are waiting for us boiling for each some peas porridge or lentils and broiling a tiny orphan saltfish (laughs) okay so it is it's just like So fuck, so fuck saltfish is well, what I'm yeah. getting out of this. Like, what are you? Yeah, yeah you're like. <laughs> Again, I just love that. Like, we're still the same. We're still yeah, the same. Still however the same. many get, fucking like, thousand years later, like you were right, and, and like, yeah, you have like a dinner party or something like that, and you're supposed to bring a dish, and then you roll up, and you're like, oh, you brought, uh, yeah, some like weird like gelatin fruit salad or, or like vegetables oh th- thank you we'll we'll find a place for this and then like you're yeah. like oh yeah this is oh oh yeah sure this will be nice and then like your wife who knows better is like that fucking bitch <laughs> like <laughs> i didn't have to bring anything you're like what do you mean she said that this looked great she's like you didn't hear that tone in her voice <laughs> i hope everybody likes the crackers that i made yeah. <laughs> it... okay all right, Aunt Julia, you're okay. Well, here's some more Chardonnay. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
The the other kind of funny thing to note with uh, seafood, and I guess this will sort of tie back in with like the heroes of the of mythology, because um, because right, like they just eat beef, um, maybe like a, a little bread here and there, just, just eat drinking wine. Um, there's one section in the Odyssey, if I remember right, I think this is in Book Twelve. Um, Odysseus and his crew, they're, they're, they're kind of at sea, they're shipwrecked, they've run out of supplies, they're desperate for food, they're like on the verge of starving, right? Like they're about to, and, and they've also like washed up on the shore next to the like sacred cattle of Apollo. Okay. And, and Odysseus says like, guys, look, I know we're hungry. We cannot, we cannot kill these animals because they're sacred to Apollo. I, I, I had a prophecy. We just got to leave, leave them alone. And we're like, okay, fine. And so they're starving for like weeks. They're starving. They're starving. There's nothing to eat. And then finally they're like, I guess we can try fishing. <laughs> <laughs> like they're basically, they're Greeks. basically the Ron Swansons. Like fish is yeah. for sport only, not for eating. <laughs> I'm looking at him right now in the pyramid of greatness and right there, fish, cow, pig, chicken, deer protein, all good, romantic love on the same tier, but goddamn it, fish, sport only. Sport only, not for eating, fish is practice. So even, so even right, like the heroes of the Trojan War would like rather starve for like, yeah, weeks on end and like, I guess we can try fishing. (laughs) There, somewhere in there, somewhere in there is a joke about eating pussy that I am not smart enough to get around to. The wives are back home with their salt fish. I'm sure that's a Greek like, comedy. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that's a Greek God. comedy. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like reading through all these like collected f- fragments of Greek comedy. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch, there it is. <laughs> there's it's, the cunnilingus joke <laughs> you, you find it you just burn it Mark can't know that he's right no the world's not the world can't know no, no. they're not ready it's better to do oh, shit. Uh, well I am also now on to Oktoberfest number two uh, from I think this is saucy I think it's supposed to be saucy brew works they're, yeah, they're German-style Oktoberfest, Festbia, um, out of Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. There you go. Boom. Right on. I'm still just drinking scotch and soaking up. I'm getting, God, I, oh, man. oh man, I've heard, it's so nice to just kind of talk to old friends, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I can dig that. I can, well, and especially oh, it's over... going to be a bad morning tomorrow, but whatever. <laughs> well, we're we're moving on. We're uh, yeah for classical literature. We're moving into our last reading for the semester because we have well, like four weeks left in school, something like that. Three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're doing the Aeneid. Um, okay. The okay. Latin epic by Virgil. Virgil. Um, and I think I read it like once in the mythology class I took at Adams. But yeah, that was 13 years ago. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I could, I could read a new version, um, learn some stuff. So, uh, but also 
what I'm hearing you say, Mark, is something that you really uh, appreciate is not only having like some beverages, but also, yeah, like talking, talking with your friends and like talking yeah, about yeah, the big, yeah. Th- yeah, talking about the big things in life, you know, like literature and like, you know, as we do on the Two Wizards podcast, getting into like kind of ooky spooky bullshit uh, and like sciencey stuff. And I mean, dare I even say a little philosophizing now and then. All right. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. 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 And, and and specifically over beverages. You know, we have our we, we, we've been having our wizards chalices, our wizards uh, tankards, our wizards rytons, all that stuff. Goblets, um, hobbits, yeah, our... goblets. Oh, remember when we were hobbits, hobbits Josh? Go- that was like two I fucking years that. ago. Oh, that was. We God, need to be hobbits know. again. I miss being hobbits. We were no, so young and we dumb and just like playing around and being silly. <laughs> it was whimsy. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah just whimsy. <laughs> so, so I think I think what I'm what I'm kind of maybe just realizing now for one of the first times, Mark is. You know, this this podcast, at least how you and I have it laid out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And granted, I know we have like a bit of a time change. Like I typically eat dinner before recording and then you eat afterwards or, or sometimes during. I mean, I've eaten sometimes during too. But <laughs> what I'm just putting together is we, we kind of have this thing where like, yeah, we eat dinner before and then or we eat. And then afterwards we, we drink and we talk and we laugh. Sometimes we get deep. Sometimes we get silly. Sometimes we get dumb. Sometimes we get fun and informative. Mm-hmm, Basically, mm-hmm. this is this is our like long distance digital symposium. Oh uh, yeah, I'm just, yeah it is. And like, it's it's kind of a bit, but it's like a genuine, sincere bit. Where like, as I'm reading all of this work about like, yeah, like banqueting and like dinner and like that's that sort of stuff it's basically this is basically our symposium where yeah we like kind of do that and so ba- and so there is there is like the actual like dinner right there's like the actual dinner and then it's afterwards it's the after party that's what the symposium is mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. typically you out of your group and it's and it's a male well i'll come back to that very quickly you invite other male guests from the dinner to the symposium so it's like it's like just dudes but that being said there might be female entertainment there might be uh uh flute girls (laughs) don't tell me that don't tell me the goddamn symposium just fucking like (laughs) classic hooters well, it kind of is, but it's also a Hooters where you 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 also get really chummy with your guy friends. <laughs> we get it. Greek people are gay. Okay, yeah. We well, but then, but then that's just so. So I want to kind of get two birds with one stone here. I want to talk about like some some beverages. Because we've been mostly okay. doing kind of food stuff. I want to get into a little more about like kind of beverages and things. Uh, but then also talk about the symposium. Because those, again, kind of go hand in hand. And it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly drinking afterwards. What typically happens is out of your party, out, out of your group that you're hanging out with afterwards, you elect somebody to be like the symposium chief, the symposium uh, kind of head head guy. And then he decides how much to dilute the wine. Okay, okay. 
And so he could be like a real dick about it and say like, no, like just the one-to-one. Let's all get shit-faced. That's, that's the equivalent of playing King's Cup and goddamn <laughs> pours like half of his bottle of Georgia Moon corn oh. whiskey. <laughs> oh, I it's remember. Like, you, you stupid bastard. Oh. You fuck. You could do that, or you could be a, a little more chill and do like or one to three or one to four or whatever, whatever. Can um, I be dumb so, real quick? Yeah, please. Um, do you okay? So like, as he's diluting it, what's the like? I guess original proof of the wine. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's a really good question, I and mean, people have been asking that question for a long time. So like, the yeast that we have today, um have a much because right like eventually again in, in our homebrew episode like the alcohol is a byproduct of the yeast eating the starches and stuff mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and if it gets to a certain concentration that's like toxic and it kills them right um and so the yeast that we have for commercial brewing and stuff we have selectively bred to those strains to have like a higher tolerance for like alcohol so we can make like super strong wines um, that are, you know, between 12 and 15%. Um, And that's also doing things like calculating, oh, well, how much sugar is in here and we can add more, add less. So we can get really precise. Um, And the Greeks did not necessarily have that. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm -hmm. And so with a lot of scholarship, you get different people arguing for different numbers, but most people I think tend to say between like, eight and ten percent abv okay so it's like a good it's like a a heavy ipa okay which is still yeah like and and and, well and and that's what one of the things that i'm going to get to right it's like because yeah if if you're so what what they have is they have this big essentially like punch bowl mixing bowl called a crater um and so you pour the wine in there and then you also pour the water and then you stir it all up and then there's a variety of like um, drinking vessels. One of the most popular ones is called a kilix. Um, and it's a big kind of wide, shallow kind of cup. Um, okay. And oftentimes inside on the bowl is some kind of like humorous or kind of raunchy even uh, scene painted in there. The idea being like, oh, here's my kilix, filled it up with wine. I'm drinking. I'm feeling good. I drink it dry. And I see this humorous picture of like, um, you know, like a satyr having sex with a goat or something. Or, <laughs> <laughs> or I also think this is hilarious too. A lot of these kilixes, the painting inside, will be like paintings of other symposia. Um, and a, a lot of times it's a dude who's had too much to drink. And so he's puking and somebody is like helping. He's, he's like, like holding his head back as this guy's puking. So it's almost like a warning, like, Hey, don't end up like this guy. Like <laughs> instead of like the, like don't drink and drive PS- P- PSAs. Uh, the ancient Greeks had these like Killix paintings like, Hey, don't drink too much and puke your guts out like this, like this guy here, <laughs> um, which I think is kind of funny. <laughs> I like and that. And so, so yeah, you dil- you dilute that by half. You end up with again like four to five percent, which is, I mean, like beer that 
Yeah, you're drinking a PBR. Yeah. 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 Drink a PBR. And then, right. And then you can even, yeah, you can go. So if you, so many things are like getting put, piece together for me right now. So then when you do dilute it one to three or one to four, yeah, you're looking at like, what like, like a, essentially, essentially a three, two beer. You're like drinking your Coors Light or your Bud Light or you're just, Cause yeah, you can drink Coors Light all night long and not be too silly. Um, Woo! <laughs> Things are falling into place. <laughs> Granted, these Every, Oktoberfests like, are like six percent. Yeah, like flat circle. It's all kind of coming together here. Like it's all it's all coming together here. Um, and so the best illustration that has survived in the literature to us today comes from, like I mentioned, Plato's Symposium. Um, And listeners, I highly encourage you, like everything that we mention, I've been kind of falling off on the Goodreads. In fact, I don't think I've done any sort of like, hey, here's our sources. But just go to Google and type up Plato's Symposium. Um, You can find English translations for for free. And just give it a read. Just give it a read and you'll get an idea for like kind of what it is, what it is. And so the the idea about the symposium that Plato writes, um, in his typical way, he doesn't appear in the story, but his favorite character slash real life mentor, Socrates, does. And so uh, the story is, so one of the other tragic playwrights the tragedians is this guy named agathon and agathon won uh in in the uh in the dramatic festival so he's having a big party to celebrate um and socrates is just kind of like hanging out doing his own thing um but uh but 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 he but he gets invited he he gets um Invited, yeah, to 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 go to this symposium with with Agathon, and so and so so Agathon, this tragic poet, is there. Socrates is there, of course. Um, uh, Aristophanes is there. Okay. Uh, another guy named uh, Eryximachus is there, and then also the, uh, the guy named Phaedrus, and then one of the like shadiest characters. Some people love him. I absolutely. I have I have very strong feelings. Um, Alci- Alcibiades, fucking Alcibiades. This whole oh fuck that bitch, fuck that. Oh, I'm him. over I'm... here with Athens in the Peloponnesian War. Whoops, no Tihi. I'm over here with Sparta. No, now I'm with the Persians. Now I'm back with Athens again. Like I don't don't like him. Don't like him. We Alcibiades haters will also love the symposium because he doesn't show up at the beginning. But he comes in like near the end, and he's already like shit faced and drunk, um, and he's just like, oh, and, and he, he essentially like crashes the party, um, and so sure, there's like some description of like, yeah, they've they've feasted before, and now they're just drinking right now. But it's the environment that the Plato's Symposium um, really re- represents, um, and this is also kind of fun because. They get into it, it's not exactly a contest, but they get into this idea of about like, hey, let's like talk about like love, like like what what is love? Baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. 
And so they all kind of go along and like tell their stories or, or, or their insights like is, is love, is Eros, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What is it? Why is it? You know, all, so it is. It's, it's guys, yeah, drinking PBR, just shooting the shit um, and listening to the sound of flute girls that are also maybe providing pleasures beyond musical. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean uh, saltfish? I got you, Josh. Wink, yeah, wink, wink. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, and so, right. And, and so, Agathon eventually shows up, uh, and he's already like shit faced. And they, not much later, they, the other kind of people, the, the other men at the symposium, um, they heard the voice of Alcibiades in the courtyard, very drunk and shouting loudly, asking where Agathon was and commanding them to lead him to Agathon. Then the flute girl, who, together with some of his attendants, supported him and led him and led him before them. Um, and he stood at the door, thickly crowned with ivy and violets with many fillets on his head. And he said, men, hail, will you welcome a man who's terribly drunk as a fellow drinker? Or shall we go away just as soon as we have wreathed Agathon, for which single purpose we have come? For I, you see, he said, could not come yesterday, but now I have come with fillets on my head, so that from my own head I might wreathe the head of the wisest and most beautiful. Well, and if I shall say that, then what then? Will you laugh at me because I am drunk? But all the same, even if you do laugh, I know well that I am telling the truth. Well, tell me on the spot, shall I enter on the said conditions or not? Will you join me in drink or not? And they all applauded loudly and asked him to enter and lie down, and Agathon summoned him. Uh, and so Alcibiades here, and uh, and then by this point, the like party's starting to wind down. Um, and then this is where this is where again it also gets kind of kind of silly, and I'm trying not to attack or anything. Um. So Alcibiades is doing his thing. He's like kind of kind of doing his thing. Um, and so um, nearing the end, when Alcibiades said this, he, he kind of makes a joke. There was laughter at his outspokenness because it was thought that he was still erotically inclined towards Socrates. <gasps> then Socrates said, you are sober in my opinion, Ew. Alcibiades, for otherwise you would never have so elegantly cast a screen about yourself and tried to conceal why you said all this. Uh, and so, blah, 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 blah. Um, then Agathon said, why Socrates? I'm afraid that what you say is true. My evidence is the fact that he lay down between you and me so that he may hold us apart. Well, he will not get the advantage, but I shall come and lie down beside you. Yes, Socrates said, do come lie down in the place beside me. Zeus, Alcibiades said, what the fellow does to me? He believes he must surpass me everywhere. Well, if nothing else, you wondrous being, let Agathon lie down between us. So it gets to the point at the night where everybody just wants to lie down next to everybody else and kind of cuddle up. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's a Greek rave. It's the cuddle puddle. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got you. yeah, it just happens. It just happens. And so this last sort of section here. How many times have you and me and several of our buddies been shithoused hammered and just started fucking rubbing each other's beards together? Yeah, like that. Like, well, and it's a thing. The, it's like a weird human thing that we just do. It is. Like, yeah, it is. And like the, I love you, man. You're the greatest, man. No, you're the greatest. I think we're getting to that part of the night here. We're kind of starting to like grab ass a little bit at the symposium. Yeah, and a little grab ass. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Oh, and so, man. Fucking me and Aristotle are going to go out back and MMA wrestle. That's what's <laughs> happening. I'm ready. And so as this symposium uh, is, is, is winding down, so finally this whole like, oh, no, uh, Alcibiades is laying down next to Socrates. Well, I want to lay next to Socrates. Ugh. So now Agathon got up to lie down beside Socrates, but suddenly a large crowd of revelers came to the door, and finding it open, someone had gone out, they walked straight in among the guests and lay down. Again, like how many times like at the track house? Just like a little thing with the teammates, and then just a group of random people show up. Yeah. All right, yeah. I guess we're partying. Uh, and everything was full of commotion, and everybody was compelled, but no longer with any order, to, have, to, to drink a great deal of wine. Now... Aristomedus said that uh, Eureximachus, Phaedrus, and some others went away, but he himself was overtaken by sleep. And he slept very deeply because the night was far gone, um, and the cockerels were already singing when he woke toward daybreak. And on awaking, he saw that the rest were sleeping or had gone away, but Agathon, Aristophanes, and Socrates were the only ones who were still awake, and they were drinking from a large cup, passing it from left to right. Socrates was conversing with them, and and Aristomedus said he did not remember the other parts of the speeches, for he was not only absent at the start, but was dozing. However, the chief point, he said, was that Socrates was compelling them to agree that the same man should know how to make comedy and tragedy. Uh, and so blah, 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 blah. Uh, they were compelled to admit this, though they were not following too well and were nodding. Aristophanes went to sleep first, and then, when it was already day, Agathon. Then Socrates, having put them to bed, got up and went away. Um, uh, and Socrates went to the Lyceum, washed up, and spent the rest of his day just as he did at any other time. And once he had passed the time in this way, toward evening, he took his rest at home. <laughs> so it's also that part late, late at the night. People are, you know, dropping like flies. They're, they're, they're crashing. But yeah. there's that one group that just has that really intense conversation that lasts until morning. We've done that. Then, there's been those. And it's yeah. like it rolls into like 530. It's like, oh, hey, the sun's like, coming shit. up. Should, yeah. should we go get lamplighter? Yeah, yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then someone's like, ah, I, I, I still got to work today. <laughs> so you just like kind of wash the pits and <laughs> go into work. And then afterwards, you crash afterwards. Um, hey, uh, so yeah. don't you have an audition at noon? Yeah, yeah, I do. Have yeah, you found a monologue yet? No, it's okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll get cast. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking did. Because I'm Mark fucking Jones. Get the fucked. Mark fucking Jones. Alice yeah. in Wonderland, get fucked. <laughs> it's so, so, yeah, the symposium is great. Um, uh, again, it, it's a short read. It's honestly okay. a short read. Super, super awesome. Um and right, and so so I think that also kind of goes in with like maybe not cooking or food necessarily, but that's that's like the culture, right? That, that, that's like the social aspect of uh, kind of dining and all that. Um, and so right, so these guys were drinking wine, like like good Greeks do. This is also going back to the tasting history with Max Miller channel. I'm, I'm scared to try this. Like, I want to follow his example. I want to try this here. But there's one kind of wine drink that has a bit of a weird kind of history to it. And this is called Kikion. Okay. And it's 
there, there's a couple different recipes. I believe this even appears in the Odyssey. I think Helen makes this when Telemachus comes to see Menelaus. I'm pretty sure Helen mixes up some kikion. Um, it's basically like a wine, barley, cheese smoothie. Okay. So, yeah, you, you take some wine. Uh, you take some, like, kind of like barley porridge stuff. You maybe even, like, grate some cheese in there. Maybe a little herb or two to kind of spice it up. And then you drink that. So it's like... It's like... It's like a, it's like a wine... Yeah, it's like a wine, beer, cheesecake, milkshake thing. <laughs> well, so, okay, okay, so, like, okay, or, 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 we can, um, maybe it's like a protein shake kind of thing. Where, like, the it, it cheese, also... you get, like, the fat and the protein out of cheese, mm-hmm. and you put it in the wine, and, like, you know, it's wine. Fucking wine is good for, like, wine is a better pre- post-workout than uh, oh. shakes. According oh, to some baby. people, yeah. So we are, like, we are getting to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a whole year where I drank IPAs after I lifted, and I have never had better gains. But the problem was, I lift at six in the morning, and I can't be fucking drinking fucking IPAs at eight in the morning. So like, yeah. So like, you got that, and then you got I don't know, man. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Go on, go on. I'm just like getting. Yeah. Weird no, no, here. no. I apologize. No, so no, no, no. You're you're fine. So 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 it's Cersei. I had to double check. Um, I think I think Helen made some other kind of mixed wine thing, but Circe, when Odysseus and his men land on uh, Iaia, uh, her her island, um, she 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 makes them a, a a potion of cheese and barley meal and yellow honey with Pramnian wine, and she mixes this up and serves it to them. Um, oh, you know what it is? I just I just got it. I just got it. Hmm. Cheese and barley. Mm-hmm. Fucking pretzels, dude. She makes oh, some pretzels and wine. Fucking beer go. and pretzels. And then, yeah, that, there it is. That's what's up. <laughs> there we go. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what um, the barley is. She's not mixing it. Yeah. To, it's a translationary. This is a fragmentary <laughs> translation. She made him pretzels and beer. And then she put on the football game for him. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then she mixed in some kind of drugs and turned them into pigs. But uh, but, the, but that's separate. That, that's separate from the kikion. That's the beer. It just makes men into pigs, no matter what yeah. they do. Just men get drunk and they turn into dickheads. That's where they we're turn at. Turn into dickheads. That's it. So, so <laughs> you can look up uh, Kikion K Y K E O N um, on Tasting History with Max Miller to get more of that story. And yeah, God bless them for for trying. Because as soon as I watched this episode, because this came out a couple years ago, as soon as I saw this episode again, I had I had like a hankering to be like yeah you know screw it like we're we just started in covid world the world's crazy maybe i'll try this kicky on stuff <laughs> and how um, was it no well i didn't i hadn't yet oh. but maybe but maybe okay. one day maybe one day I will. you mentioned like yeah like a workout shake or like kind of kind of recovery thing maybe not necessarily this is maybe not necessarily for for protein but more for the um Electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Electrolytes. Um, what the plants what, desire. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's, it's what they crave. Um, 
There is, and this is also sort of blending the like food versus medicine thing. Uh, there's also this concoction uh, known as Oxymel. Have you heard of Oxymel? Oxymel. I know it sounds really familiar, but what is okay. it? It's, it's basically, yeah, the classical world equivalent of Gatorade. Gatorade. Um, and, it's, okay. and it's vinegar and honey. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. I yeah. guess apparently I have been taking Oxymel for years. Right on. Yeah. No, truly. So uh, it's so this compound word, um, as Cato the Elder, the Roman Cato the Elder tells us. Mel. Um, Mel's fucking honey. Should have known that. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. Sorry. You talk. No, I'm no. sorry. I'm dumb. Sorry. You No, you hit the nail on, on the head. So oxy, um, uh, omicron, xi, upsilon, um, meaning like sharp, acidic, right? Like oxygen, oxide. Uh-huh. Oxidizing, and then yeah, precisely mel as in honey. So yeah, this is like yeah. acidic honey, sharp sharp honey. Um, and yeah, th- like how many times, uh, like right, like the health benefits of like apple cider vinegar, um, honey itself is, is like a great you know that honey and vinegar were ingredients all the time in the ancient medicine episode. Um, uh. I, I know it's not quite the same, but this like uh, blackstrap molasses, if, if you've uh-huh, heard of that, uh-huh. that's apparently like a home remedy. You take a tablespoon of that and you'll live to be 120. Um, <laughs> but uh, Cato the Elder gives his sort of recipe for Oxymel. This like, again, I think like old world equivalent of like Gatorade. Yeah. So he says, take 10 Libras of honey with five Heminas of vinegar and mix that together. So I was like, I don't know what that means. So I had to do a little little calculation, a little translation there. So the, the equivalent there is he says take seven and a quarter pounds of honey per 48 ounces of vinegar. Or if this is easier to think about it, um, well, uh, I just realized how much that was. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, it's like, like slow do the math. That's almost like a fucking half gallon of vinegar. Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's like, it, it, not that you have to drink all of that, but like, that's the ratio, but it would be like, oh, so he's like meal prepping. Okay. Okay. Right, I got yes. you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool, yeah. He cool, is cool. meal prepping. Um. So, okay. So what would that, uh, so for a, a, a pint, right. That'd be like, like two and a half pounds of honey and in a, a pint of vinegar which okay yeah i'm scared to try <laughs> i'm scared to yeah, try okay can i be that guy um i yeah. do um so years ago i got mm-hmm. into way too into um the witcher right oh right yeah and as i was into that i started just a lot of culmination of shit but like so i started calling them my decoctions you know, like mm. you have like your Witcher tonics and shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one that I landed on and kind of stuck with is um, organic honey, organic apple cider vinegar, like equal parts more or less. Mm-hmm. Um, branch chain amino acid, and then just like a little bit of water. It's just BCAA powder, and then yeah, some yeah. water. And I would take that after I uh, lifted, and like. You know, man, I I had some fucking insane gains. I was healthy all the goddamn time. Like, mm-hmm. 
I am a big believer in it. Apparently, I didn't even know I was a believer in it, but yeah, like I still take that shit to this day. Like, right? Yeah, I, I had is. a fucking like... batch of it this morning. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. And so, yeah, m- maybe you're not, um, you're like mixing that together in the crater, um, for for a symposium, but it is. But it's like a beverage that I could see, right? Like after a long day because you're a sustenance farmer, like, you know, plowing the fields and harvesting and like weeding and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, uh, some oxymel, maybe dilute that a little bit with some like cool, cool spring water. Um, and that sounds, yeah, that sounds damn delicious. Goddamn right. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, and then just a, a couple of other, uh, sorts of, uh, yeah, beverages. Maybe our listeners are kind of curious. Um, there's also hydromel, which is just like water and honey. So water and honey. Kinda, yeah. 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 Hydromel. Um, that's another one. Uh, maybe that also kind of gets a little fermenty and you have like kind of a weak mead. I don't know. Maybe. Um, uh, beer, as we've talked about before, is primarily a barbarian thing. It's, it's over in the, the, the East and, and South in Egypt. Uh, milk for all you milk drinkers out there. Um, if you drink milk, you might just be a barbarian. That, uh, that was not necessarily a drink of choice for the Greeks. Um, really? Yeah. But I guess up in kind of like Thrace, um, up in, yeah, the, the sort of like North there, big milk drinkers, they would, the, the Greeks would make cheese, of course. Right. Um, but yeah, like milk was a milk was like primarily a, a barbarian, not Greek thing to do. And specifically, uh, going back to the Odyssey, when Odysseus and his men are trapped in the Cyclops's cave, Polyphemus, that's what Polyphemus, mm-hmm. the Cyclops, eats and drinks. Because um, the Cyclopses, they are they're, they're these bar- barbaric. Um, they don't have any laws or customs. Um, they are anomas. Um, uh, they are they they are bad uh, uh, hosts. They are a xenia, and so Odysseus and his men are like, "Holy shit! Look at all these like wheels of cheese because we're starving." So they like are are eating the cheese like crazy. When Polyphemus comes back in from the fields and like rolls the boulder behind the cave entrance. Um, yeah, he has some cheese, but he like milks. He, he milks all the goats and like drinks drinks the goats. And then mm-hmm. he eats like th- three or four or five of the crewmen. Um, so I guess that. <laughs> so uh, Polyphemus is Charlie Day and It's Always Sunny. He's just making a fight mm. or a, a mil- uh, what's the fucking called? Milk fight steak. Milk. Steak. Yeah, well, well, but yeah. Yeah. There, there, but there's, there's two. That. There's fight milk and milk steak, right? That, yes, there, that, that is true. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's milk yeah. steak. He, he does have milk Okay, steak, yeah. so we have some grounding here. There we go. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we also have, I guess, on the topic of cannibalism, um, <laughs> going back to Galen, being the like early scientist that he is, um, he's, again, sort of talking about, like, well, what? what are 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 there any like forbidden things are there any like bad foods to eat because right for like for for jews there's like um the issue of like keeping kosher you know 
Um, mm-hmm. For Muslims, you, know, you have to uh, eat things that are halal and not haram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Galen like weighs in on this and maybe some other kind of like uh, food food oddities. The similarity of the flesh of man to that of the pig can be inferred from the fact that men have been known to eat human flesh served up to them as pork by rascally innkeepers and certain others without the slightest suspicion. So like uh, is it to pork in both taste and smell. See, yeah, fucking long pig. We talked about this before. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We talked about long pig. So there's that. Um, And then here's maybe some other kind of like odd odd eats weird strange strange eats if you will uh that the galen describes uh the flesh of the wild asses it's like, it's like donkeys um that are <laughs> i young. know what he's talking about hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> the flesh of the wild asses that are young and in good condition is like okay 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 <laughs> Thirsty Galen. Thirsty Galen. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Go go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, Some people even eat the flesh of the tame donkey when it gets old, but this has unhealthy juices and is very indigestible. Yeah, apparently so. It is very uh, indigestible and ill-humored as well as being very nasty to taste, like the meat of horse and camel, in fact. For people who are akin to donkey and camel in soul and body, eat these too. Some eat bear, and what is worse, even lion and leopard, boiling it once or twice. Um, which we talked about eating bear in one of our episodes, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. One of our food episodes. Um, Galen goes on, what shall I say about dogs? Many nations eat dogs when they are young and fat and geld them for the table. Okay. That's all he says. And that's all he says. <laughs> it fucking makes sense, dude. Like, w- yeah. it's it literally like, without getting into like great chain of being of things, like, no, yeah. America's weird about their dogs, but like, man, you give it like another six years when the Republicans flip the Senate again, we're going to go to <laughs> eating our dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I am pleasantly surprised, is my point. I'm in a good mood about a lot of things lately. And yeah, I, don't know how to, yeah. I am cautiously optimistic and don't know how to take it. So I'm just becoming, like, presently <laughs> Just, shitty. like, rolling. Yeah, just rolling with the punches. A um, few other kind of interesting uh, tidbits here from, from Galen. Uh, some people also eat the flesh of wild panther. Maybe in other translations, it would be wild cougar because he has a parenthetical note just as they they eat asses meat when they are in good condition. <laughs> what what fucking difference does that make? I don't know. I don't know. Um, a, a dish. So uh, apparently, panther is a dish which is not only shared but even praised by some doctors. Uh, in his country, which you'll remember um, is, is yeah, sort of like Asia Minor, um, the meat of fox is sometimes eaten by hunters in the autumn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he go he and then he uh, finishing up here. It would not be reasonable to admit turtles and tortoises from our list, like worms that live in trees, vipers or other snakes, which are in fact eaten in Egypt and by many other peoples. Uh, all Greeks eat tortoises every day, though they have hard flesh and therefore are difficult to digest. 
But if you can digest it, it gives a lot of nourishment, which I've heard that. I've heard that like turtle meat is supposed to be pretty, pretty good for you. I, if I can be that guy, I have eaten turtle several times and I've never had it where it's hard to eat. I think uh, they're overcooking their turtle, honestly. Yeah, that that could be. (laughs) That could be. Yeah, no, kind of buttery. Yeah, it's real good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, and it's yeah. Um, so so that was Galen, and then uh, Peter Garnsey, the author of Food and Society in Classical Antiquity, kind of sums up here: uh, Greeks and Romans were prepared to eat just about anything, or name something edible, and someone or other would not shirk from putting it into a recipe. So they, which again, I think that's also right. Like us, especially in America, yeah, we're there. There are people who face who do face food scarcity, and there are people who go go hungry here. But but for us, like we are so far and away removed, by and large, about like like we 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 don't think about it. We just don't even think like, oh, I'll just go to the store and like pick something up. Um, or I'll just go to this restaurant and pick something up. And so I think that's mm-hmm. that's another, I, I don't know if this is my big takeaway, but it is another thing where it's like, if, yeah, some of us may kind of put our noses up and be like, oh, that's what they eat? Or I would never do that. It's like, well, that's because, yeah, you just go down to Kroger and like buy your um, frozen like chicken fingers. <laughs> Yeah, you got it too fucking good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, and so, yeah, we, we can't we can't do all that. Although, I, I say that, and you here's say that. An, and here's an, another one that I think I do want to try this someday. But I can I, I can admit up front that I know that I am not manly enough for this dish from okay ancient Greece. Uh, and of course, this is from Sparta. Oh, oh, I knew it. Do, do you know? I'm so you glad know? you're here. Okay, good. Mark, what am I going to talk about next? You talking about Black Broth, baby? Black Broth, baby. Oh, there it is. I'm so, I was like, because you, okay, listeners, we're going to like, hey, look, there's a curtain. Let's peek behind it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when Josh was all, we, we had planned this and Josh was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, like, I'll, I'll, I'll run this one. And I was like, cool, you want me to prepare anything? Nah, you're good. If you think of something, let me know. We can work it in. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, this was <laughs> Yeah, you, you you picked my pick. Oh god, here we go. Okay. Well, Black well, and, well, and feel oh, god, free I'm to so jump happy in. you're here, buddy. Well yeah, yeah and, and please feel feel free to jump in at, at any time uh to to, to add to add into this. So yeah, so this thing that is known to us as black broth. Or the black soup, uh, melas zomos, um, which yeah, just means like black black soup. Um, black this soup, was yeah. this was apparently like the dish of Sparta, um, and so so right. Just a real quick refresher: Sparta was this very militaristic kind of city state in in, in culture where the men trained. Uh, for war from a very early age, go listen to our 300 and 300 Rise of an Empire episodes to, to kind of dive into that more. Had uh, two and, kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, had, had two kings. Women owning property, probably the yeah. most progressive Greek state in ancient Greece, but still somehow yeah. had their heads so far up their asses. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And so, 
literally you, the most confusing fucking section of Greek people ever made, Sparta. It is. Yeah, it, it is. As it, a Greek man, most... I, I feel justified in speaking about that. Like, goddamn, man. Yeah, like, the the most, like, progressively regressive or regressively progressive. There you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. This, yeah, there it is. And so... So, so yeah, if you're training for war constantly, you do. You you need not only your protein, but you need your iron too, right? Because you don't want to get anemic and like faint or whatever. And so, th- there was this this dish, this 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 soup called the black broth, um, that is that has that features some sort of uh, uh, again pork, right? Like some sort of pork meat, uh, but more so uh, the black. What what why it is black is because it uses pork blood. Um, so it's this blood blood soup, blood soup, and that's even sometimes what it was called. <laughs> the most was, black metal of soup. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, this this the same was the same kind of meal dish was also known as uh, haimatia, which means just like just blood, just like this is bloody. It's bloody. Um, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and so we don't have an, an, an exact recipe, but we just know that like, 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 like people have attributed this dish to the Spartans. They kind of like, yeah, you're goddamn right. This is what we eat. And um, yeah, uh, there was. But a there, lot of a lot of people say they ate this like, right. Yeah, this is right. kind of like it's not just Spartans like. Oh yeah, we're the toughest dudes ever. We eat pork blood soup. It's like other people are like, "Hey, Spartans, they're into this shit." Like, right? Yeah, it's um, well, and and uh, uh, and we're like proud of it. We're proud. So like, again, this yeah, weird yeah, yeah. In the Deipno Sophistai by Aphanius, like that is that is also kind of an account of a symposium, but they're also talking about food that appears in like other pieces of literature. So a lot of our sources for fragmentary plays come from the Deipnophistus, from that, from that work. Because <laughs> these Oktoberfest beers are finally catching up with me. Um, Peculiarly. Particularly. Um, so, so black broth gets a shout out in the Dapno Sophistai. Um, uh, so there, so it's attested there, uh, Plutarch sort of like famous biographer writer. Um, uh, he, he writes about the Spartans eating black broth. Um, well, so, so basically what it was is there's this right there there's also this idea of yeah like the spartans being like the toughest roughest dudes ever um and there's a story that goes that um somebody yeah some either diplomat or something like that be like well yeah they have to be that tough and badass to eat this black broth that they always do (laughs) because that's the point like no spartans aren't like like what is it? Because it's like either the Spartans are so tough because they eat the black broth, or the Spartans are so tough to eat the black broth. Like, yeah, the black so, bro- the black broth is what makes Sparta Sparta. Like, right. And so, 
Yet again, on the Tasting History with Max Miller channel, he has an episode on black broth. He prepares it. He eats it. And I think this is the quote that I was trying to find. Um, so, 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 yeah, there's, a, there's an ambassador, so, something like that, um, that uh, uh, he's, he's replying, Your Majesty, it is necessary to have exercised in the Spartan manner and to have bathed in the Eurotas, which is a river that goes through Sparta. So you, you have to do these things in order to relish black broth. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> you have to be a Spartan to like this. <laughs> yeah. Because it's so, so goddamn horrendous. Yeah. Because it's so goddamn horrendous. And, and yet, I mean, I've I've had full English breakfast. And, like, a staple of, of that is black pudding. Which is just like super bloody like sausage puck. Um, I mean, I think I think I could, I think I could do black broth. I mean, maybe not go back for seconds, but I could probably eat some black broth. I spent a lot of time this week because, again, you had kind of opened this to me like, "Hey, if you have something you want to do, please mm-hmm. step in." Um, and I was gonna do black broth. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to find uh, pig blood. Yeah. Like, just pig blood. And then I found pig blood curd, and then you can order it from certain specialty Asian markets in, like, Denver. Oh, but okay. I think the long and short of it on my end is I am not making black broth until I can get my hands on a dead fucking animal body. And I don't know the next time that one's going to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, the way to do it is there is the Valley Meat Market there. Like, that, that I think that's it. That is that's true. like. But they don't process like there. They they shouldn't have the blood though. Like right, they get those right, but like maybe drained. go there. Yeah, like maybe go there and be like, look, from 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 your supplier or something like that. Because like because because I know in like Asian cuisine, uh, that's that it, it, it's common. Like like blood is a pretty common ingredient. Um, yeah. But I also know in like Scandinavia, because of course. Scandinavia, right? Because like they right, right, they're awful and they have to drink blood because they need nutrients because <laughs> right. their land is harsh and unforgiving. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And so, so I think I, I, I mean, I don't think that there'd be like a Scandinavian, yeah, like a Swedish market <laughs> go to IKEA and be like, "Where's I need a quart of pig's blood? I'm making black broth." I um, can't buy fucking whale. I just all I want to do is fucking try whale. <laughs> but okay, really yeah, yeah. So, fucking Johnny, I, I don't know if you've been listening to Dangle Podcast, but Johnny was in Norway recently, and he had whale sushi, and he said it was goddamn delicious. Son of a, yeah, gosh darn it. Yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, how was it? And he's like, it was the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> and I think about, like, our um two fishing, and yeah, we got evil and talked about, like, how delicious whale and dolphin must be. Must be. Yeah, oh. it's gotta be. It's gotta be. So... I how mean, how is this 2022 and I can't get me a goddamn gallon of whale blood? What is happening? Right, <laughs> right. Or, or, or that's it. Right. It's like this was our this, this kind of came up in our bugs episode. This whole idea of like, oh, um, yeah, what's a cheap and like green source of protein? Bugs. Let's just I don't know. Let's just do bugs. Let's grind up crickets right. and which like yeah, I, I would eat it, but like don't try to like hide it in like. Oh, uh, what what was it? There was like some brand of pasta that's like, oh, and our pasta is made with like ten percent cricket flour. It's like, no, don't do that. Don't like try to like 
medicine in the peanut butter this for me. Like, if I'm going to eat cricket, I'm going to eat cricket. Um, and so maybe that's, uh, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe we just need to get over being like squeamish about blood because you know, the cattle industry in the United States is definitely a goddamn thing. Yeah. And so what, are, like, it would, it would, it would be a shame if there, and I realize how like dark this sounds. It'd be a shame if like just all that blood is going to waste. Like, why are we making, where's our black broth? Uncle Sam's Black Cross. Arby's. It's Arby's. Arby's. Because no, not, hey, hey, non-American listeners, I know you're fucking out there. Our fucking statistics say so. We can see it. Um, We can see you. What is the American Black Broth? Is it Arby's? Because I'm willing, I eat Arby's to atone to God for like my sins. (laughs) Oh God. Yeah. So, I, I mean... I would, I still would. I would eat black. There was one, I don't think the Mrs. Wizard would. Um, Which is funny because she usually eats like rare steak. But I think that's too. We we were watching, what was it? Um, No, it it was this Swedish um, uh, uh, YouTube video game streamer guy, Robaz, who I love. I I, I think he's, he's mostly on Twitch now. Um, but he would do like kind of strange, weird Swedish cooking videos every once in a while. And he made blood pancakes. Really? Um, where it was like basically like pancake mix, but you just add some like, and I think he even used pig's blood. Um, and, and so, yeah, they were like black, black pancakes. And he said like, yeah, they taste like pancakes, but also just kind of like meaty and kind of like minerally from the iron and stuff. I was like, I would eat that. And watching this video, like, she almost got sick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, I you mean? know, okay, so, like, okay, number one, um, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm super dumb. Mm. Blood should have lots of iron, right? So, like, yeah. iron is crucial to building muscle. It's not protein, but it's real close to there. Um, yeah. Hemoglobin is real mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Um I'm a big believer in eat the 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 fat in the steak. Like, yes, you get those good vitamins you don't get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, not is blood good to eat? But do you think there's like a hierarchy of blood? So like, Ooh, you know, yeah. um, if I eat an elk steak, it is leaner. It is better than a beef steak, right? Mm-hmm. Is like, if I got my hands on a jug of moose blood. <laughs> and just started chugging that. Can I have like moose blood arrayed and like you just have your like little like pork blood jug and you're like, oh, this won't fill me up to help me run at all. You know what I'm talking about? Like, am I crazy? Have I jumped the shark at this point? Shark blood. Can we drink shark, shark blood? blood? Yeah. I, I don't am I a vampire? Did you just goddamn red <laughs> pill me into becoming a vampire this episode, Josh? Because I think that's where I'm at. Shark <laughs> blood sausage. Yeah, like shark bangers and yeah. mash, like with yeah, and and I think that's it. I think that's it. Maybe maybe that's going to be like one of the takeaways from this episode. Like with all of our food episodes, I should have known. I'm so fucking hungry. God damn it, I'm so hungry. Yeah, like we just want to eat. We just want to eat all this stuff. Like, well, and and, and but you I were talking even... like, oh yeah, usually I eat first, and then Mark has to wait to eat. You're goddamn yeah. right. I, right, I have to wait to eat because motherfucker, <laughs> it's always like after eight p.m. and like. I'm a hungry boy. I'm a growing lad. Like, <laughs> well, then maybe we should. Maybe maybe we should because 
like I said with ancient medicine, there's just so, like like, and and I even said there's I was so be much. Like, there's so much to talk about. Like, look, and I I even said I was going to do Greece and Rome. I I almost didn't do because because I I did almost you got nothing some Galen. with Rome. Galen's Rome. Well, yeah, but like, and I also think of, you can like classify anything out of Rome as uh like. The, Greek point yeah, five anyway, so the 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 one kind of notable thing that gets brought up talking about like ancient Roman food is garum, which is yeah like fish fish sauce and apparently talk they about want... garum yeah talk talk about that one for a minute though because that one's yeah so too. yeah it's it's basically right it, it's basically just like fish sauce like you just get a bunch of fish and salt them and let it ferment and it just makes this like nasty apparently this like nasty condiment that like you just you just put everywhere um which and and, right and even that like like uh i didn't even really talk about like all the different spices and stuff because like pepper wasn't really a thing like it was it was like salt and like yeah you have like lots of herbs and stuff you have like rosemary you have um, there are paying men in salt though like right yeah so so you have salt for days but like spicy food isn't necessarily a thing um but like uh you're greek food only isn't, i don't know greek food is not spicy right like, right that's what i'm saying um uh, there's that weird disconnect where like middle eastern food and like indian gets insane but right. like greek and italian like the mediterranean kind of like they well, missed and, that one. They just kind of missed the like spice boat. Well, and and you have to assume that they were trading. All, like, well, all yeah, totally. Yeah, absolutely. But, or or maybe that's it. Maybe like a couple years they did do that. They like did try to like bring some like peppers and spice over, and like they they just couldn't handle it. Just like okay, yeah, no more shipments of that. That's that's too rough. Just more like <laughs> I don't know, jade or whatever. <laughs> Um, hey, hey, it's me, Carthage Joe, with my new teriyaki blend sauce. And it gets imported like Rome, and they're trying, like, oh, no, it gave me heartburn. Oh, yeah, Carthago Delendo est. Like, that's it, we're done. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> well, Fuck that spicy shits. Well, well, also, the other kind of, um, uh, there was, uh, this was, this was just a couple years back. Um, there was a discovery of uh uh essentially like an ancient like kind of food food vendor um kind of um yeah 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 this was this was december 2020 um okay uh the equivalent of a snack bar oh my god am i really citing tmz i guess i'm citing tmz because i just remembered this. hey no cite tmz they okay. are a legit news source it's okay, okay. The, man in fucking 2022 tmz is as legit if not as more legit, legit anything than fox there. news and or cnn no fucking yeah. a rage anything King, rage. yeah exactly so so yeah so um so they're in pompeii doing some more excavation and stuff there, they they found this uh, thermopolium, uh, which is apparently Latin for hot drink place, hot drinks counter. Again, it, it looks like so, like I, like the, the 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 big sort of like change recently. In, instead of like places like kind of yeah, in, instead of restaurants like setting up their own like separate buildings and things like that. 
the big thing is to like go to a food hall. So like you have like your little stalls where you have your pizza place here, you have your Asian place here, you have your like barbecue place, whatever, whatever. And so all of the vendors are in one place and then there's just like giant kind of central sitting, seating. So that people can kind of go and like, oh, I'm going to go over here, I'm going to go over there and then get some drinks and all like that. And so I guess this is what this is what this is. So like you'll, you'll so yeah, look up, um, yeah, Pompeii uh, Termopolium, T-E. R-M-O-P-O-L-I-U-M. And you'll find pictures of, of this thing. And again, it, it looks like almost like a kind of like a buffet. Where like, oh, here's where the little dishes would have been kept warm. And there's all these like gorgeous paintings on the side of, yeah, like chickens and like fish and stuff. Um, hmm. And so, so, so yeah, like here's here's like the like, like food court. And like the Pompeian mall, but it was like I. But it was, yeah. Why was. can't they? Why can't they have that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, man, if humans are good at one thing, it's consuming. You're right. Goddamn right. Exactly the first it. fucking thing they do is like, yeah. oh, I, man, I'm just fucking jonesing for some Spanakopita. Oh, Thank God. God. Fucking oh Spanakopita bar, Sbarro. I don't know. I'm trying to do yeah. Sbarro slash Spanakopita. Like, you know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. why not? Why can't we have, like, why not in the Agora? Why can we not have just a fucking, like, food court? Why not? Why oh Why can that not be a thing? Yeah. Like, oh, man, so holy shit. All I want is some goddamn Egyptian fucking goat. I don't know. I don't know what they fucking have. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> all I right. want is that. Oh, shit. Thank God. There's fucking Egypt Pete's right there. <laughs> Go get me that, and I can get me a fucking like forty-two ounce, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, value size. Uh, 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 what's it called? Oxymelis. Like, goddamn man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Why exactly. couldn't we? Exactly. Well, and 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 I mean, like, less because I feel like we're right on the precipice. We're like, we could turn this into a true symposium thing, and instead of like. Uh, like spending all night talking about like the nature of love this is going to turn into like food episode number four or something like that um this is this is no see, it you, is it, it also you technically sir is. you sir tonight kicked an anthill like right mm. well and and it well, is well, nice like to said, be the other wizard on this side where i'm not the one kicking the <laughs> anthill and like just projecting like months out from now the multiple sequels to this singular episode that will become. That's right. a pretty cool feeling. It is. But no, you've done is. it, it's... so we have to do it. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay, yeah. Well okay, yeah, we can take different regions, different time periods, all, all that stuff. And um it, and, and yeah, we can have that kind of feed into like Thanksgiving. Didn't mean didn't mean to make that pun there, feed into Thanksgiving, but uh but yeah, well so like in and we even, I even had a whole thing about like dessert and stuff, which was to say like, we already talked about cheesecake because that was apparently what the Olympian athletes ate. That was the breakfast of champions was cheesecake. <laughs> they ate cheesecake for breakfast. Yeah. Because again, that's, that it does the body good. Um. <laughs> well, well, fuck, go, give me the elevator pitch. I want to know about this. Come on. Okay. Well, uh, one more time, we are returning to a recipe that uh, that comes from the classical cookbook by Andrew Dalby and Sally uh, Granger, um, but I am uh, reading it as it is portrayed on the British Museum website. 
So yeah, um, this is from Cato uh, in his work on agriculture. Uh, Libum, uh, to be made as follows, two pounds cheese well crushed in a mortar. When it is well crushed, add in one pound breadweed flour, or if you want it to be lighter, just half a pound to be mixed well with the cheese. Add one egg and mix all together. Make a loaf of this with leaves under it and cook slowly in a hot fire under a brick. So this is a Roman cheesecake recipe. So, okay, so, okay, so under a hot fire, cook slowly under a brick with leaves under. Mm-hmm. That, Josh, that's fucking cheesecake. Like, you're getting... Yeah, it is. It's cheesecake. Wow. Wow, that's so cool. And and this one is also, like, really straightforward. So the ingredients listed here are 90 grams plain flour, uh, 250 grams ricotta cheese, one egg, two bay leaves, and two tablespoons clear honey. Okay. And just essentially just uh, put... Get your like baking tray, put the bay leaves in the middle, mix everything together, uh, mix the cheese, mix the egg, um, add the flour, add the honey, um, and just bake it. Hot oven, uh, 200 degrees Celsius, that'd be what, 425, 450 Fahrenheit? Bake that for 20 to 25 minutes. Oh, well... They say to like pour the honey on top to kind of I don't know do a do a topping. But so, so there, there you go, listeners. Because they're fucking making a creme brulee. That's what's fucking up. Because they're making dog. a creme brulee. Yeah. So there's under your, there's a your hot brick. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know how them Greeks had them little butane handheld torches. Yeah. <laughs> they talk about that. What do you think Greek fire was? It wasn't like yeah, you know a siege some... weapon. No, it was. <laughs> Fucking a handheld propane torch to make creme brulee. Well, and listeners, if you want this, like you can, you can find, you you can find um, uh, the the ancient uh, cookbook uh, Arapicius. You can find, yeah, like translations of that online for, for free. And then you might have to get kind of creative with like the actual like ratio of ingredients and amounts and stuff. Um, but the classical cookbook, what I just read from, you can you can purchase that uh, from the from the British Museum website for um, thirteen pounds, thirteen quid, which is uh, what would that be? I think like fifteen bucks, twenty bucks, something yeah. like that. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. And the holidays are coming up, so um, it, it might not get here in time for Thanksgiving. But hey, there's. Tis the season to uh, make all sorts of. We have two ridiculous... months of feasts. We have, yeah, we have, like, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're we're in the feast months here. So, so yeah, check out that stuff. Um, check out Tasting History with Max Miller. Read Plato's Symposium. Uh, make some black broth. Drink some wine. I'm kind of hammered. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be drinking good. this much. I'm not. <laughs> my no, prescription. Good. Maybe this is coming back to bite me. Um, Mark, final thoughts in this first installment of ancient food, ancient cookery, ancient recipes. Uh, final thoughts. Number one. Thank you. You fucking crushed this one. Oh, this oh, was shucks. great. Oh, shucks. I love it. Um, 
I look forward to part two. And then maybe like in season, what what would that be? Like season six oh, no, for six, us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pick up an episode of Ancient Foods. Ooh, there we go. Like, yeah. Um, this was great. I loved it. I want to try Black Broth. Um, I want to get shit house with you and lay with our heads touching, Josh, so that like we next time you're in town, like the we're going to record days. that way. Yeah, I'm going to like lay on my back. We're going to like lay on the back in the think hole and just like record that way. And that'll be amazing. Yeah. And yeah. And then, um, yeah. And, and, and then when we wake up and not feeling our best the next morning, we'll just whip up some Oxymel, some, some, some of your, uh, Dick decoction is, is that what it was? Yeah, decoction. Yeah, decoction, and we'll be right. Come as get rain. some my fucking oxymel. Yeah, some BCAA, some fucking uh, organic honey and apple cider, organic vinegar. Yeah, mm. Bryce, mm-hmm. man, it's. I don't know. I don't know if it's good for me, but I drink it every morning, <laughs> and it's awful. But I don't want to eat until about noon, so I'm losing weight. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it something so listeners we want to hear from you what what was your takeaway from this episode um are there any of these recipes that you're kind of interested in are, are there any of these recipes that you've even had before i mean that'd be cool that'd be super awesome to hear from do you have a supply of pig's blood that you can s- send to us so we can actually make make some black blood. can i have some of your bear's blood if you have the bear's blood yeah it will we make me that? stronger as a man we would Urgh. love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. So send us an email uh, to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. Who knows what's going on with Elon Musk, but I, I think we're just riding out the Twitter thing. Um, we're here. We're going to be here. here. Fuck yeah, Elon, here. but we're here. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, we're also on uh, Instagram, Two Wizards Podcast. We're on Facebook, Two Wizards Podcast. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Plaid Barbarian, uh, do, doing things. I, I don't know. I, I've been kind of, again, I think I'm just kind of keeping my head down with all this like Twitter shenanigans stuff, but maybe I'll start posting things again. I don't know. Um, what about you, buddy? What are, what are some things that you'd like to like to share with everyone? Um, yeah, Josh, you already like kind of plugged me a little bit tonight. Um, I cook a lot. Uh, find me on Twitter at Marky Stardust. Find what I am cooking. Um, this, uh, this Thanksgiving, well, okay. So in the future guys and whatever, I don't know in the future here, um, because of our sister podcast, the dangle podcast, a weekly King of the Hill podcast where me and my buddy Johnny discuss two episodes of King of the Hill. Um, I am going to make a buttermilk brined turkey because Ooh. of the episode Goodbye Normal Jeans where Bobby usurps Peggy. That was like, I think, last week's episode. That's right, not the right. point. Point is, I'm going to be mixing up my thanks- my Thanksgiving game, which, Josh, you already know was on fucking point. Yeah, yeah, this is true. So, lots of good to follow there. I do cook a lot. I bake. I was baking today. I made pumpkin muffins. They look like shit. I'll post them. Don't give a fuck. Uh, Marky Stardust on Twitter. Uh, Dango Podcast. Um, five star rating. I don't fucking know. Just yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Recipes. Do, I love do to that. cook. Mm-hmm. Share with me. I. You know what bums me out is hmm. like I cannot make like 
the the Greek triad, Josh. Really, really the yeah. Greek triad, the the true Greek triad is uh, Suvlaki, uh, Spanakopita, and Baklava. I cannot mm. make any of those three fucking things. That is the Greek triad, and I'm a bad Greek. But well, I, I, same I think time. you're also. You, you, I think part of that too can be attributed to not getting those ingredients in Alamosa, Colorado. Cause also, how can yes. you practice? Also a hard yes, but like, yeah, I'm also how... a coward when it comes to Philo. <laughs> Philo stresses me out and I don't want to mess with it. That ain't the point. Yeah. Um, no, that's... Marky started us on Twitter. Yeah, no, no, this is great. This is great. So listeners, it's not too early. Maybe you had some Thanksgiving plans, throw all that out, serve black broth to everybody. Um, Chase it, yeah, with some oxymel, and uh, uh, let us let us know Ooh. how that goes. Um, I bet that'd be you. good. I bet that'd be good. Yeah. Like you kind of like get the like sweet kind of like mm-hmm. tart taste of the honey vinegar with the, like that like yeah. super heavy iron copper blood taste. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? So fucking a. Thank you, thank you for joining us. Uh, as always, uh, my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. Thank you for listening, guys. We love you all, everyone. Take care. He rolled upon his back, and after that, I killed them all! Ah!